Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume. The stuff that you're insatiable for, and the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Hello. Happy Halloween. We are here with another episode of Bald and Bingeable, kitties. And today, I didn't want to talk into the ether by myself, so I brought in our good friend of the pod, Ian Cunningham. Hello, Ian. Hello, everyone. How is everyone tonight? Or today, or this morning, or tonight? Why are you trying to fall asleep? Exactly. I hope they're they're doing all so well. And if you sleep to this pod, that's great. Just put it on the very first episode and then just go through the whole thing that way. Um, just because we like the listens. So just leave it on, leave it on for your dogs when you leave the house, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> it could be ambient, dull, my dulcet tones. Um, dulcet tones. We are close to Halloween, you guys. Ooh. And so the ooky spooky, the spooky seasons. I'm so ready for like this season to like be done. And then like I'm going into like holiday Christmas full on this year. Like I don't like I'm feeling it already. I've already started the party preparations here at the house and everything and so um i don't know i feel like i want to be holly jolly this year <laughs> get you the old santa santa costume you know actually i think i think we are it's like everyone went head first all the way this year and i feel like after this weekend it's like okay we have a full moon coming up Friday the 13th passed it's kind of like we're in that close to threshold of halloween and then we know it's over and then it's all christmas all the way i think that's gonna be a heavy christmas season it really it's, it's is the, it's the first Christmas season after the post COVID Christmas season. So I think it's like everything is back to normal and we're not like, Oh my God, we're having a Merry Christmas. It's like, Oh, we're having a Merry Christmas. We don't have to like play the game anymore. Pretending like everything is just like it was before. Oh, I don't think. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the before the before times before BC, before COVID all that. Um, It's just funny because it's like, well, this year, Halloween is going to be different, or not different, but Halloween's on a Tuesday, which means it's not going to die. Halloween is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Monday, like Monday will be like a weird day, the 30th. And then the 31st is going to hit them again with like on a Tuesday, we're going to get a Halloween. So it's going to be a messy first week of November. I already feel it. <laughs> People true. are not going to know what to do with themselves. That's um true. But yeah, I'm ready for like holiday season. I put up my tree so early now. I'm like before Thanksgiving, if I do not have my holiday done before Thanksgiving, I'm now too late because then it doesn't feel like I get to enjoy it because we go away for Christmas and all that. And I don't even know what we're doing this year. So that's the whole thing. Like we haven't even figured out that whole path because we still have, um, I have a Susia party, I think on the 15th of December. So mm-hmm. oh, here we go. This is. This is how we do this. So that was a really, really nice transition. So you guys, today we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. But before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about Susia, the Susia parties. We just had one on Friday. Um, I have a cocktail in front of me before I keep on talking. So I'm going to take a quick sip. Here we go. Mm. Okay. So let's talk about it. Um, there it is. Yeah. So we just had a Susia party this past Friday. So we did the Oso Susia, the our underwear nights. So that's our like 
our thing now. It's just going to be underwear nights for it on the Fridays. You don't have to get in your underwear. I would say 50% of the people don't. Um, 50% of the people that they do, the people who do, they are living their best lives. Like there was literally a line of eight boys and like, and we're not even like just bears right now too. It's just kind of like everybody who just wants to be out and about. And it was like a line of eight boys, all in like tidy whiteies or variations of like in a weird, like grind line, <laughs> but it almost looked like wholesome. It didn't, it didn't look like, like pervy or any of that kind of thing it just looked almost like oh, look it looked normal fun yeah i don't know if that's me being desensitized to just people being like in random states of dress around me um this many years in the business can do it to you but it was really nice we had um dj tony ruiz in town uh mm -hmm. from pittsburgh and he's a native san diego <clears throat> and he was one of the first people who did like I want to say like a bear party over at like the the rail years ago. And he was one of our resident DJs for LL Bear over at Riches for a long time. Um, yeah. Great music, just like the perfect mix, a little bit of, you know, urban influence, a lot of house. It was just, it was perfect. Um, so good. And this was like the first one where it finally like clicked where Su Susie has been kind of like a slow burn and we're always against something really big, you know, like yeah. or something. And this month it finally, like it clicked. We had a really, really nice crowd and it's like happening. So you guys, the event is going to change just a little bit. We're trying something, you know, I know a lot of you guys love our illustrations and the beautiful pictures that Lily holiday has been doing for us, but we are going to right now sidetrack those just for a minute. We are going to try something because we're feeling like we might not be harnessing all of the tourist power that comes through. And then also guys just want to see like dicks in their face. So <laughs> our new advertising, um, who better to put a dick in your face than Boomer Banks, who's going to be our DJ at this next month. So for the month, I'm of, going. yeah, it's going to be a good one. The month of November, I'm going to be there. Yes. Not my underwear. It will be have... on, but it'll be covered by clothing, but I will be there. <laughs> November 17th, Boomer Banks is spinning. We have a slew of boys. You guys love our little Rico Prada up there. And I think there's another boy named Bourbon who's coming this time. I've never met. Um, so it's a new dancer to me. He's cute. Um, I've seen his Twitter. If there's also an OnlyFans attached. So it's like there's a new boy like that. So it's going to be a, a fun one. And then who's our other dancer this month? Let me just really, really quickly check. Make sure you guys get those tickets at ososuciaevents.com. O-S-O-Suciaevents.com. Um, oh, my God. Why can I not find who our other dancer is going to be this month? Oh, no. I know. It's so bad. Oh, you know what? I should go to the website because our website says everything. It's one of the best things about it. So thank you, Dad, Party Dad Phil. Um, more info for it. Here we go. We have to keep on vamping as we keep going because I do not want to do any edits this episode. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Okay. We have another guy named Adam who's also dancing with us this time. And I don't know him either, I don't think. So these are two new boys to me that we're having this month on the boxes. So it should be fun. Pup Damien is what his name is. Also, Gogo Adam. Um, he's hot. Look, he's got a nice butt. Oh, wow. I like that butt. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys yeah, check that, out that his good butt. Check out his Insta. 
He's a cutie. We have a new cutie yeah. like like dancing with us. We have two yeah. new guys that are going to be hitting you guys this month. And then also um, Rico, who's going to be up there. We have Boomer Banks. It's going to be something different. Um, but just so much fun. So much fun. Erica Fox behind the bar uh, as the boy version of Erica Fox, who is a very cute boy. And mm-hmm. um, Sid is overdoing our, our uh, clothing check. And it's free. Y'all, free 99. Except for some of y'all need to pull back when you put something in coat check that's it you don't come back and forth to coat check and keep trying to like keep check another piece check another i mean figure your shit out and if you're doing that then tip the boy at coat check okay be better um because it was just i just saw y'all putting him to work like oh i forgot this in my thing i forgot this put it in your socks like pre-plan you know you're coming to an underwear party if you want to take it off be prepared for that so anyways um that's me being a father i guess i am told i'm old now like i now i'm like all about like there's there's certain rules but it's not even rules it's like etiquette um and that is clubland etiquette okay so ososuciaevents.com you guys check us out and then we also have uh december also coming up it's gonna be fun december 15th so we have two more months here coming towards you guys but this month's gonna be called we're calling it dirty bear it's also sucia so it's literally we're calling it the, the same name in english just to kind of see if some of y'all who I don't know are afraid of the Latinists, um, you guys can harness your energy. But, anyways, let's get into some things. Are you watching before we get into like some Bravo and whatnot? Because we'll talk a little bit of Bravo today. We're gonna talk about we're, all kinds of things. We're again, we're unhinged, we are off the leash. So, are you have you seen any of the new American Horror Story Delicate? Have you watched any of it? Uh, 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 no, I'm scared. I'm I'm like one of those weird people that have like this complete horror of horror. So it's like I, I have a really high anxiety, low tolerance for horror. So I avoid mm-hmm. it like the plague. I wish I was because I really would love to, but I just ten minutes and I'm just like under the covers, scared to death, shaking, trembling. It's okay. not a pretty sight. So you see, now you need to take advantage of the fact that everything is streaming. And so what you do is when you start to feel really uncomfortable, because I do a lot of like the thing of like, if I'm like a little bit scared, I have to do an activity while I'm watching, you know, like, so it's like, oh, I'll do the dishes. I'm going to cook this. And so this way I can kind of like move around and like do something with my nervous energy. But then at the same time, another thing that you can do is you can just scroll forward in that screener and just see what happened through the Oh, I do that too. Yeah, and then no, go back think, and like, and then watch it, yeah. and you know, you know, the big baddie is going to come jump out or whatever is going to exactly. happen. Exactly. You know? For some reason, it's just like it, 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 it's one of my, it's my biggest Achilles heel is is horror, and and I can handle a lot, but mm-hmm. when there's a lot of jump scares or a lot of just intense psychological thrillers, or it just it just gets me. I, well, I get so much into the narrative. Here's the thing: this AHS delicate is awful. And I am always an American horror, like I'm American horror, horror. Um, <laughs> like, is that a thing? An AHW? Yeah. I'm an AHW. Um, yeah. But like, and I'm always an apologist for the series. It always starts strong. And, you know, then there's always frayed edges at the end. And this time it's just bad. The best thing in it is Kim Kardashian. She's the one who I'm finding the most light from the most energy, the one who I actually want to kind of like see what's going on. It's a whole thing right now. Hmm. Kim. 
Yeah. That would be interesting. Now, now, now I can kind of see where that would be an interesting thing to see. I like the way that Ryan Murphy always twists in. Yeah. Um, well, she's, she's, um, so Emma Roberts is playing like a celebrity mm-hmm. actress who wants to get a, um, what do you call it? Wants to get an Oscar and all these other kind of things. And Kim Kardashian plays her agent. And then at the same time, the whole thing is called delicate because it's dealing with a really delicate topic of like pregnancy and this woman's like losing babies and whatnot. And so like, it's a trigger warning for like, you know, for women who have been through this, which is more women than, than we know. And so like, it's just, it's an awful subject that they're using this year. They don't know where they're really going and nothing like virtually nothing happens in it. But like Emma Roberts has like, a zit that she can't control which is like my personal horror story but like that is happening and then we have like these other pieces too like um her her husband what is he doing is he doing something nefarious on the side it's like all the same kind of like tropes it's set in beautiful places and i couldn't give a shit what was going on so you guys american horror story delicate it's not a bingeable it is not something that we will be endorsing here and um, that's it. That's what we all have to say about it. But if you, you want to look at something first. that does give us a little bit of like psychological stuff that is kind of hitting, and I just started it, and so I'm just going to just kind of hit this one real quickly. It's called The Other Black Girl over on Hulu. It's about Vogue, about the Vogue editor, like with the first Black Vogue editor. And then when they have now created this like um, suspenseful, almost like horror adjacent kind of a thriller. So I'm going to see where this goes, but that's something to kind of keep your eyes open to. Okay. Let's move over real quickly to, are you watching Apple plus? Are you an Apple plus person? Mr. Yeah. Yo, no, I am. I am. Absolutely. Have you watched any? And so we'll, we'll talk about this. It's not horror, but have you watched any of invasion yet? I have watched, I watched the first episode last week. I got into it a bit, you know. I, I I get into that that whole thing. It was not perfect. No, it's not it was perfect good. at all. Okay, so like the so it's basically an alien invasion, guys. It's now in its second season. Um, it's kind of lost its luster for me now in the second season, and I'm like up to date. Like I'm watching like once a week, every Wednesday when it drops. Um, mm-hmm. same day as the morning show, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, oh, love the, that. Okay. But like the invasion show, I would say stick with it. Let's see what happens. Um, it's essentially it's a bunch of different people all all in the same timeline, but all in different places of the earth. Like there's one girl in Japan. There's another guy mm-hmm. in the middle, like an American soldier in the Middle East. We have these kids in, um, I think they're in England, somewhere in Europe that they can walk to like the French border. Um, right. And then uh, there's another woman who is kind of like, I'm not sure exactly where she is, but I want to say Pacific Northwest. I may be wrong. So they're all somehow linked to the aliens that are in, hence the title invasion. They're all kind of like linked to this whole thing. And um, like some of the kids are super sensitive and they can almost communicate with the aliens, but they're not sure why, blah, blah, blah. The aliens though themselves are like these black spiky blobs, very mm-hmm. pokey, very po- Pokemon, very like okay. was, like Inky or whatever his name was. But like, yeah. it just reminds me of like for some reason the bat like the baddies remind me of a Pokemon. But then there's like some really big ones. There's this communication. But what I'm finding from the most from like season one was spectacular. Season two, kind of losing its footing. I think like a lot of these shows do because they get lost in their exposition, so they can figure out where they're going. But 
it's um a bit much of people yelling for their children in the dark. There's a lot of that happening in this show. And then like two scenes later, like, okay, we need, we need some new devices here in the script, but it's something invasion over on Apple plus I'm into it. The other one on Apple plus the morning show, the morning show. Love it. Love it. Completely unhinged. It doesn't make any sense. It is Forrest Gumping in all the ways where, like, we are going back into the, you know, history of time of American history and we are inserting these characters in. Yeah. No, that, and, but, but that was actually, I have to say that episode where they go back to COVID times and then, and then to the um, July, January 6th attack, bringing Hal into it. Um, that was actually really good. I like the way they kind of merged the two. It kind of brought the whole story up because at the end of season two, they were kind of like, well, she has COVID, you know, she's, you know, Jennifer Anderson's character, she has COVID, what happened? And then, you know, this, this series just kind of shifted ahead in the future, kind of matched up with us. And then we go back and then we see after Alex has COVID, what's really going on, you know, what really happened, you know, and then explain the whole thing with what is her face, her lover, who was the journalist, the photojournalist who goes off to, I think, Afghanistan. Oh, um, uh, Karen Pittman's character. Exactly. Yeah. Lisa Lisa Pittman's character. Um, It's, I don't remember what his character, what the character's name is, but the thing is, is so what he's talking about guys here is like the last season, when season two ended, Alex had COVID and then they started season three and season three was such a jump in the future. And it was almost like, did I miss something? And so you were kind of like, you were playing catch up the whole entire time with like, who are the alliances all of a sudden, you know, Alex Levy and Bradley Jackson are getting along now and they're like best friends. And it's like, what the hell? Like, how did this happen? And then they um, finally did us like, I think the whole beginning of the season was really just unhinged. I mean, we sent Bradley Jackson to space, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm I mean, sorry. it was just, they it, all of a sudden became gravity. It was contact. It was like, yeah. like what is this movie that we've all of a sudden? Oh, they're into? floating. Oh, yay. They're floating. Oh, now they lost communication. Oh my God. What's going on? You know, whole world uh, but ended. that, but the thing is, is I'm completely here for it. If you're going to be giving me some John Ham, hello. Um, mm-hmm. so we are just like it's it's helter skelter though you know what i mean like bradley's been to space she's been to january 6th where she discovered her brother was an insurrectionist her brother was an insurrectionist guys and they are right now giving us sympathy towards this character who bradley is is trying to she's covering up like she's she's committing a federal crime right now right (laughs) yeah like it is just it is so off its rocker this show and the stuff that they're doing though with the stella character with greta lee um Mm -hmm. with her with her character love it when they had that mic drop moment so what ended up happening guys is like so we are like playing catch up playing catch up playing catch up and then all of a sudden in like the most recent episodes they finally did a flashback and they took us back to like the covid times of like when all these characters were starting to like really intersect and um we're gathering tools here like the whole you know the Jan- january 6th of it all and then also um laura who's played by Juliana Margulies and Reese Witherspoon's character are 
dating, you know, and they spend the whole quarantine together. And remember how we were all in the quarantine that we were all just kind of, you know, living life together and shacked up and whatever else we were doing. I am trying to find this gentleman's name who plays the journal, the photojournalist, and I cannot uh, find yeah. him. Um, I'm looking. I'm looking at the cast list right now, and I can't see him either. Yeah, Karen Pittman. I just I cannot find what the hell his name is. But anyways, her character right now is we don't have. What I'm loving is that they're giving us a lot more of Mia, which is Karen Pittman's character, and we're giving mm-hmm. a lot more of Stella. You know, this season. Stella. So we're we're getting more female characters, and really like in like the middle. You know, like kind of they're really really driving a lot of the storyline. Um, real quickly, going back because we should like. We're just talking for you guys. You have to watch the show. I'm sorry. We're spoiling. We're talking here and there. The whole thing that they do with Sybil, with Holland Taylor's character. Yeah. Was one of the most epic takedowns and kind of amazing and basically holding her feet to the fire about like, you made this off-branded statement towards me. But at the same time, you didn't offer me the same amount of money as these other people. What's going on? And like, just hold like they hold one character responsible for everybody's shortcomings when it comes to like the network and whatnot um incredible holland taylor like she's she's epic yeah and that interview that that they that they have with her and amber friendly are just it it, it's just intense and it's 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 noteworthy and it has such substance to it. it it's not just you know it it was it was it was twenty minutes of the show of that episode, and it really worked. It was it played into what we all are experiencing or have seen at some point. Well, it was just finally like, let's keep her accountable. You know what I mean? Like it was finally like yeah. it was like a, a reckoning finally came to somebody, and they you know, but it was all on one person. And the way that it was orchestrated so crazily by Billy Crudup's character. Um, mm-hmm by Corey yes. that Corey just Corey. you know he was just gonna he was gonna throw her under and the thing is is what's crazy is that he throws Holland Taylor's character to the wolves throws her under the bus mm-hmm. however you want to say this and Stella knows about it mm-hmm. and she is still has his back in some sense and she tells him hey you know they um they want to get rid of you like Paul Marx wants to get rid of you he's offered me your job and so, you know, and then he he basically tells her, take it. You know what I mean? And that's really what she has to do at this point is that she, I think like in that industry and in any industry, because I remember this as like a kid, just, you know, like when you don't do that one thing, somebody else is going to come along and they're going to get it. You know what I mean? Because you were being kind because you didn't want to step on so-and-so's toes and that sort of a thing. And there's a certain point where if the opportunity presents itself, you just can't say no. That usually happens with people like with like, you know, girls and boys and you know, that kind of a thing. You know, <laughs> like he said he liked me too. Um yeah, no, yeah. anyways. Yeah, I mean, Greta Lee is just great. I, I think that she's she's the standout on the show. Yeah. It's it's I think it's so. just it's all over. And yeah, she's just that character the haircut is so terrible and like what are they doing with her friend that's coming back from the past you know what i mean who keeps who's now like you know reminding her of of things and deals that they had made together so we'll see let's see where all of this is going to go because i don't know if it's going to end well okay john ham and jennifer aniston make a body doubles 
Yeah, but all body doubles. Come on, that whole sex scene, half that that was not Jennifer. Are you sure? That was not her. Oh, he, there was it was dim lit. It was can you can you see her doing that? It's like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe do not. see her doing know. that because they are paying them so fucking much. Okay. They're making like two mil an episode or something ridiculous like that. Okay. Like 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 Probably um perhaps. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure like uh, I don't know. I think when you have that kind of say that you mean like even the Sex in the City girls, they're getting naked, you know, and the only one who doesn't who has a clause is Sarah Jessica Parker that she doesn't show her nips. But like yeah. everybody else is like, so let's let's see. Um, but loving. Okay, switching loving. gears again. We're gonna jump into another um this is a scary one for you. So <laughs> but the fall of the House of Usher, you guys. It's over on Netflix. This is a new Mike Flanagan. Um epic horror you know series that he does he's in i loved house the house the haunting of, of hill house i love that um i didn't love midnight mass as much but the thing is is uh rahul kahuli isn't it who i showed you pictures of him this past weekend at brunch yes yes i love this man he's so sexy and in this series he's even crazy sexier he's bisexual has a husband she you know kind of cheats on his husband or i don't know if they're in an open relationship you know I've, i'm like re-watching the series now like i'm like on episode three again um mm -hmm. i watched it on my flights which means i was really like paying attention paying attention mm -hmm. um and i still miss little things here and there so the fall of the house of usher you guys let me just look at the overview let's just let's just read the regular overview they have here um what is the in the fall of the House of Usher? Flanagan uses poet Poe Edgar Allan Poe's 1839 short story to dismantle the dynasty of a morally bankrupt Fortunato Pharmaceuticals CEO Roderick Usher, who's played by Bruce Greenwood, um, who built his legacy on consumer dependence on his highly ad addictive opioid name Ligodone. Um, mm -hmm. And so he's got his like seven children. And I don't want to give it all away, but because there's so much like hidden, but Carlo um, Guginio, uh, she's in this. She's on like yeah. all of his stuff. Like it's almost like Mike Flanagan is like the more. Um, he's more precious with his characters and his script than Mr. Um, American Horror Story. What's his Mr. name? Mr. Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Yes, Ryan Murphy. Mike yeah. Flanagan is like Ryan Murphy, but like Ryan Murphy that actually cares about his people. And what he yeah. does too is, is that he puts all of his characters together. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted right now. The dog is farting. <laughs> so this is just ridiculous. Oh, Rose. Or is it Sadie? Which one? It's Rose. She's underneath me. And oh, she's had an upset stomach all day. Anyways. Poor thing. Um, so like, yeah, so like this with this whole story, she's so distracted me. I just got to, totally dismantled. But how he is with um, Mike Flanagan is, is that he has like these ensemble casts that so they're like they show up in all of his work, you know, the same people, but they play different characters. And so, mm -hmm. you know, last time, like Rahul plays uh, a character named Napoleon. They call him Leo um, in this and in like the last and he plays like an auxiliary character. And in the last one, he was the main character, you know, like, and then in the one before he was like, an, he was also in a supporting. So like, they just kind of go back and forth. It's very ensemble, very summer stock theater where, yeah. you know, we're going to use the same actors and, and you know, remix them. Um, yeah. And you also have Mary McDonald from yes, Battlestar Galactica. You have Mark Hamill is in it. 
Um, Zach Guilford's in it, as well as Michael Trucco, which is a serious Mark one of my serious. Hamill is completely unrecognizable in this. He plays the family's lawyer, um, Arthur Pym. He is like, it's just, it's incredible what they do with these people. And like, so what it is is that um, Roderick Usher and his wife, Madeline, or not his wife, his sister, Madeline. So these two characters, they kind of go from the very, very beginning and they show why they are the way that they are. And the way that they do this is they give this in the narration that in the very beginning of the show, we have this big, the, uh, the patriarch of the family, Roderick Usher, is in his childhood home and he's confessing to a murder to like the chief of police who's always had something over this guy. You know what I mean? Like there's always been an issue, you know, these pharmaceuticals, you know, they're bad, you know, it's that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so what ends up happening here is, is that like, he's like, he's telling all these stories and as he is, he's weaving all the characters back in. And what you learn in the very first episodes, we're not giving anything away is that all of his children are dead. And oh. yeah, that all seven of his kids are dead. And they've all been, you know, three from his first wife. Then he had an affair here, an affair there, you know. So that's how they can also do colorblind casting. So, like, you know, Rahul is one of his children. Um, he's another kid named Prospero who's played by uh, Sayuran Sapako. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, Victorine is another one of his daughters, Tiani Miller. And so, like, he has black children. He's got, you know, you know, Asian children, blah, blah, blah. So, um, but you find out, like, in the very, very first episode, all of his kids are dead. He's now confessing to a crime that he committed. And where does the story go? And they use the mnemonic device of Edgar Allan Poe poetry to tell the story. So each episode is, like, named after, you know, um, different things like episode one is called a midnight dreary episode two is called the mask of the red death number three is murder in the rue morgue we have the black cat the telltale heart so they're every episode is named after a different thing the pit in the pendulum like it's they they really take it there and so and then that's how you know these people are gonna find their demise and each one of like the kids is like worse than the last one and so, like, it's just, you know, who is the most innocent and who is the most, you know, at fault for crimes and who's, you know, really, really perpetrated things against people and how many bodies can you build your fortune on top of, you know, because they're literally creating the opioid crisis, this family. Um, incredible. Watch it. It's got like this stellar cast. Great acting. It is a horror show for adults. Completely. Um and it's now just what I can get behind. I can yeah, get behind this. And it's got just enough camp as well to kind of like pull you through, you know? And so and yeah. lots of things that just kind of were like shocking. So that is going to be a very much like a bingeable recommendation. Watch the fall of the house of Usher. Do it. Do yourself a favor. It's so good. I really can't believe that was Mark Hamill. Like it was something that I like realized after like looking at like the, the cast list. I didn't realize it through the whole entire watch that I did. Um, yeah. They really make him look completely different. Um, yeah. Kind of a, like a hot older man. You know what I mean? Like a bear daddy. Um, oh, and Henry, Henry Thomas from E.T. is in it as well. Oh, girl. Elliot. Girl, he's evil as 
fuck. Okay. Like is I'm he? telling you, each one of the kids is worse than the last. So as they die, like their crimes against humanity in a sense are worse than the last person's like okay. it's just it's insane i will okay so let's give away one of them okay so the here's your spoiler alert you guys okay spoiler alert so episode one happens midnight dreary that's the whole thing is that he calls this guy in at midnight to confess of all these crimes and so he's telling his life story of like him and his sister how they how they were raised how he got his first job into the pharmaceutical world blah 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 and then they go into like, okay, well, the kids. And so somebody is leaking something, leaking stories to the press from this family. They don't know who mm -hmm. is doing it. Why is it happening? And then there's also this other character played by Carla, um, Carla Gugino, Gugino, called Verna, who is um, out there. And then also in like, this is on Instagram. They talk about this, but Verna, when you rearrange the letters, is the Raven. So there you go. Another Edgar Allan Poe, like, you know, inter intersection here. But um, the second episode is like, now we're going to get into like, each episode is basically dedicated to somebody else's death. And the first one that they kill off is like the youngest one, who's Prospero. And Prospero, aka Perry, is like living the idle life, you know, waking up in the middle of orgies and doing drugs and he is taking advantage and he wants to make a name for himself. And he sits in all these family meetings and things and doesn't pay attention because he wants to have like a more glamorous life than what's in the uh, medical, you know, pharmaceutical field. And he wants to be a partier. He wants to throw parties and all these kind of things. And so he decides to use one of the family's properties to throw this explicit rage rager they're charging twenty thousand dollars for membership another like ten thousand dollars for a ticket for that night's party and they've invited like the cream of the crop you know like when it comes to like the most beautiful people the most elite some of like the uh the mayor's daughter blah 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 you know like all that kind of a thing and they decide to throw this party and then at midnight, it's going to crescendo into this big orgy on the dance floor. And so they're going to, you know, um, hit the sprinklers and, this, and it's going to rain down and everybody's going to be kissing and making out and all the rain and everything. So that's their plan for the night. And so as they're going through is that he wants to stick it to his brother, Frederick Prospero does, who's played by Henry Thomas, the one from E.T. Um, so he even invites Frederick's wife who, you know, he can tell that Frederick's wife is kind of turned on by him, you know, like in that kind of a thing. So it's just like this family is just one's worse than the next, like I told you. So with this, um, so she shows up at the party. And so this whole party is going to happen. Again, this is spoilers. I'm really gonna, I'm giving this away right now. So um, as a scene happens and the thing is, is then you find out he's even worse than what he said, that he's not just making like the... 30 to $40,000 off of each person as they're there that night. But then he's going to take all of the um, camera footage and he's going to eventually sell that and make millions because like the biggest pop star in the world is there. All these, you know, these big, you know, whoever, you know, cream of crop of society, big money, blah, 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 are all there. It's like Mark Zuckerberg is there, you know, that's kind of like the vibe that they're giving. And so, you know, we'll sell all this off, you know, and these people. So this this footage is worth millions and millions. And this is how this kid is planning on making his name amongst this family that, you know, that owns the biggest, you know, opioid on, on earth. And as the night goes on, Verna shows up and she basically tells him like, hey, 
I think, you know, the anticipation of the best part is usually where the best part is, because once you get what you want, it's never what it seems. It's always the anticipation. So you should just turn everything off. You should go home, not do this party. And this kid still wants to do it. So they don't um now they're inside this abandoned building that was one of the pharmaceutical buildings that sort of a thing and so they don't have like access to the regular you know the sprinkler systems the sprinklers aren't connected to like the water supply so what they decide to do is they decide to connect the sprinklers to the water tanks on the roof and that's what they do and so the party happens me and you by meadow is playing like it's like it's a whole thing it's a vibe and you see Verna going around and she's telling all of like the wait staff, the busters, the security and everybody to leave, leave now, leave now, leave now. And then midnight hits and um, Perry's best friend goes and hits the button to make sure, you know, to make the sprinklers go and the sprinklers start going and it's acid, the mask of the red death and basically kills everybody on the dance floor. So it's like, it's one of the most like, heinous like it's just like it rain it's like acid rain and then we're like we're left with the mask of the red death mm. it's absolutely insane this is where this show is like it's it takes no prisoners when it goes there like you know and there's like and that's like the big death scene and then it just kind of then we seal up and then we're going to go to like the next person and then how does the family deal with that death while they are trying to maintain their place in society a la succession that kind of a thing so that's like myself for the show it's crazy it's off its rocker watch it <laughs> so um that's the, the the fall of the house of usher okay before we go you guys happy halloween and everything else but we need to discuss something and i had to bring ian here because i know he watches this uh, love is blind season five <laughs> is now over <laughs> i have my gold goblet in hand what they seriously don't want to show you how much these people are drinking and how long they're drinking, so they had everybody no, yeah. with those gold goblets. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Just, it's just it's so distracting. I know that there's a reason for it. I know it's continuity. I get mm-hmm. it. I understand, but it's just so distracting. But go ahead. Everything about the show is distracting. Yeah. This is worst this season is ever. Worst season. I think it's honestly it could go down as the, one of the worst seasons of reality TV. It Everything didn't... that they go ahead. What? You know, go ahead. What are you saying? Everything that they what? Everything they tried to land just imploded right in their face. That's you know, they, a, well, they, the thing was, is they didn't try anything new this season. No. And the only thing that I think that this cat, these people knew about, which we talked about last week or um, the week before with Annie, was this whole thing between Uche and Alia that like, and Lydia. Like, mm-hmm. did did casting know that Uche and Lydia knew each other? You know what I mean? And, like, where where does that all, like, lie? But we're a year and a half after they shot the show. The show was wrapped last year. Um, right. And now we're, like, after. And so, like, Lydia is still with Milton. Yeah. Who, I have to say, Milton is a boss. The way that he handled Uche... And like, and just basically wasn't taking any of his shit. And he wasn't like, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to let him come in between him and his relationship. And like, you have your plane that you're working from, but I have mine. And so that's my wife. Leave us alone is essentially what he said. I mean, it was so boss, like the way that he handled him. No, I agree. 
I agree. And I think that Lydia is a lot different when the camera's not on. I think that, you know, what we see of her is not really who she is. Uh, I don't oh, think and they that, love to make girls look crazy. Yeah. And I don't think she's that crazy. And I don't think she's that. She just is high energy and she has a lot to say. And she has a great personality. And I think that Milton saw right through it. And I think part of that, her bubbliness, her, her personality and her intelligence is what really draw, draws him to her. And it could be real for them. I mean, they really could just be a truly, you know, well, different it's, been a, it's, it's been a year and a half and they're still doing yeah. well. Like it's and like, yeah, they so, look like they look genuinely into each other. Yeah. So, so I just, I was just very surprised moving in half of the show that the very conservative, you know, red, white and blue guy just couldn't speak. And then she freaked out because he wanted just, you know, her to look like she does every day playing Jane kind of thing. And JP and Taylor. That. So you're talking about yes. JP, JP and Taylor, JP, um, who I was very attracted to though. Okay. Like JP is so a guy like in high school that I would have been yeah, completely no, he in is. love with. And the yeah. thing is, is, and he reads so MAGA. Cause this, yes, this is like, th this is very Texas. So you, I'm like, I'm wondering, it's like, where were you on January 6th, JP? Yeah, no, seriously. He is very Texas. He he is very classic. You know, there's guys out there that, you know, any kind of makeup, their women wearing any kind of makeup, they don't like. And it's not that they don't want to keep their women playing. It's just that they're just into, you know, who they're who they're married to and they find that person beautiful. And and it kind of goes into a I think there's other relationships and other couples and other guys that are very much into just they just want their women to look the way they do. They don't mm -hmm. care about any of this stuff. They don't want them to wear nails or false eyelashes or a lot of makeup. I mean, I've known guys that are straight that don't want their women to wear any makeup because they don't want to kiss someone with lipstick on or, you know, so it, it kind of goes into that parameter of, you know, this is the way that a woman sees herself, mm -hmm. you know, in society. And this is what society is, you know, kind of put women to looking like because wearing a lot of makeup, wearing a lot of false eyelashes, whatever it is. And then, you know, guys are just like, we don't want that. You know, we want our, our girlfriends and our wives to be just beautiful without any makeup on. And most women hearing that would say, oh my God, that's amazing. I love that about you. But in reality, it goes against the what society is telling them to be and how they think they have to protect, protect themselves. So that, that was a very interesting conflict is it, that I... But is it a Madonna complex? I mean, like, I, you the know, fact Madonna that, like, horror his, complex. That, yeah. Like his wife is like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, she, I shouldn't, mean, she shouldn't be that one that she should be the wife at home. Yeah, and like, yeah. Let's look at his porn is, history. Is, is all it, the women he's watching, are they all not made up and not wearing false? You know, who knows? I, like, I don't know. like you go to his house and he's got a big picture of like Britney Spears, 1999 above his back. Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. like, I don't know. The thing was, is I did find him so damn cute. I hate myself. Well, for he that. was. No, um, was. do you know? who drove me crazy who isn't as cute as he tries to act is izzy you know izzy has a big dick that's the only thing izzy has to bring do you think to oh yeah yeah look at him but i don't think look he knows those... what he's doing with it i don't think he knows yeah. what he's doing with it like he's just yeah, kind of, yeah. it's like it's just there and like and he's not like good looking like he's like he's good looking but he's not good looking you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. there's a there's a difference like yeah. So maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe he does have a bigger dick, but like, I don't know. He was just so sensitive and so wishy-washy and like, and Stacy was lived at a standard. And I hate the fact that like, they're trying to make her seem like a crazy person for the fact that she didn't want to eat off paper plates. Like, come no. on. Like, that's all you no. have in your house. Like, it's, I understand having paper plates in your house and like, 
some solo cups and whatnot. But that's all you have. But like, I mean, like, yeah. And the thing is, this is like in like culturally, like I grew up in a house too, where we had, you know, paper plates, you know, in the same cabinet as like our, our China. And if we were just eating at home, helter skelter my mom was like take a paper plate you know what i mean because she knew she wasn't gonna be cleaning up so like there's a house like that but the fact that this boy didn't have basic target you know what i mean like just four plates four plates four bowls four four saucers you know what i mean like 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 just the basic the basic basic home goods like run to home goods and get some mugs like (laughs) like that's that's trash that's trashy behavior. It's raggedy. And, it's raggedy. Uh, it's very yeah. raggedy on his part. And so it's a very dude, don't care, don't want to care, you know, but he really does care, but he doesn't care. And I think that, you know, he has a poverty mindset. And I think that's where their conflict lies in is because um, he definitely comes from like, Iggy comes from like, you know, I'm poor. I don't have a great credit. You know, I'm just making money now. And I think he is someone who will always have that. You know, and Stacey's the exact opposite. She wants the glamour life. She wants the jet set life. Well, Stacey's been and... Stacey's been raised with 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 a level that she's grown yeah. accustomed to, which I completely yeah. get. And the thing is, is then she's also taken herself and she's elevated herself to that level that she wants to make yeah. sure that she's flying preferred. And yeah. I get that. I have now become this person. <laughs> like we you talked about have... this yesterday. We talked about this yesterday. Like, I do not want to fly economy. I do not want to sit in a middle seat. No. It just, it doesn't work. And even, like, if I fly southwest, I have A-list. I am walking to the front of the line. I am preferred. I do not want to wait. Like, it's just, like, it's it's senseless. And, like, right now I'm trying to get my TSA, like, pre-check and all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. It's so stupid. It's just extra time that you don't need to do. You know, like I have yeah, clear. I have preferred. Like, I will. Yeah. I will rush through that airport. And so I completely sympathize with Stacey. I don't love her bronzer, which everybody is clowning on right now. But like, um, I don't know. She just she wasn't somebody who I would really fuck with, though, in real life. OK. Just randomly the, at the reunion, Chris and Johnny right. and like their whole situation and that like he's uh, somebody else and like she just drove me crazy. She's such a tragic character. Somebody who she on paper is so successful. And then. Right. I don't think she's that successful. I don't. I think that she's just an attorney, but she may not be. You know, there's attorneys out there that may just have a lot of grand. Just she fell into it. She fell into it or she just, you know, does contracts all day. Not all of attorneys are, you know, $500 an hour or $600 an hour. She just drove me crazy. Chris she was one of the better looking on... ones. Yes, I thought he was adorable. Now, he is someone I was like, oh, yeah, no. Chris, but also, like, cute. missing balls. Like, he's just a little bit, uh. Okay, then the most controversial figure who didn't even show up, Uche. Oh. He is evil he's chaos he's a mess like he really thought he was going to get something different out of this series and they had him like shake from seat from last season you know what i mean like just everything about him i am completely anti so i don't know um do you think do you think that Aliyah? i mean she was twisted in a terrible web she really did have feelings for uche Lydia manipulated her, you know. It, it, she, she got had... the biggest favor of her life being manipulated that she did not end up with this horrible man. That's true. 
that's the thing is that she would have ended up with this horrible man who gaslights, who makes you feel like shit. The fact that he made her feel like shit about cheating when he had done that too. You know what I mean? Like two months before production began. Just everything about it. Yeah, I've been a cheater in my life. And the fact that you don't feel bad about bad, you don't feel bad enough about it. But the, I mean, come on. Like you, that's that just, just emotional ma- manipulation, everything about it. He's a bad dude. I'm glad that he's over. Okay, talking about bad dudes before we like wrap ourselves up here. Have you watched House of Villains on E? No. Girl, this is the show. It's only in week two. Um, they drop on Fridays, I believe. Um, it is 10 of the biggest reality TV vin- villains on E and they compete for $200,000. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. It is a, fi- um, and Fisa from 90 day fiance. Mm-hmm. It's Corinne from bachelor bachelor from the bachelor. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the good ones last shake from love is blind. You know, he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Bananas from the challenge. Remember when he took like all that girl's money? <laughs> like um, Bobby Lights from Love and Hip Hop. Okay, so that's our gay one. We got Jax Taylor in the house yes. from Vanderpump. Not Tanisha, Tanisha from from Bad Girls Club. Okay, y'all go yeah. sleep because of me. Because I'm gonna yeah. sleep because of you. Oh, like you know, no. with the pans, she's back, yes. and then. Um, we have Omarosa, Omarosa, and then the number one villain of all time, who I think is just, and she's perfect TV, and I love her to death, and I have pictures with her because she's hosted parties that I've been at, Tiffany New York Pollard. Like, New York is in this as well. Um, oh, and then also Johnny Rotten from, um, what do you call it? From Survivor. Uh, Survivor, yeah. Um, so freaking good. This show, yeah. it is. So they're all like in this house competing. The moment that Amarosa comes in, emotional manipulation. She is just there. She pushes Corinne to the brink in like the first five seconds, and Corinne is ready to cry, and like she's ready to make like another like. Um, Corinne walks in. She's like, "Hi, your name? My name is Corinne." And like, and Amarosa goes, "I'm speaking with somebody right now. Please hold." And like looks back at the other person she's talking to. And like it was just like the way that she just treats this girl, like with just this non non plus, like just you are nothing to me. Like it's just it's it's fabulous. Um, Tiffany, who we're we're rooting for, Tiffany and, and um Tanisha, who I just love. Johnny Bananas, hot. He's still hot, you guys. Like, I hate myself for saying that, but he's hot. And the thing is, and he's totally into the two girls too. Um, and Fisa from 90 Day Fiance, the one who, you know, would he, um, you think I am with him just for his money? Well, does that mean he's not with me just because I'm beautiful? <laughs> like, she's like, she's that bitch. She's that bitch from 90 okay. Day Fiance. You know what I mean? Like, she's just, she is, she's there. And she is, she's beautiful Russian girl who just, like, um, bring me my red bag with my makeup. You know, when she was screaming that, like about expensive gifts and things like that. And like, oh my God, she's just, she's out there. Um, it's it's Johnny Fairplay, not Johnny Rotten. I'm sorry, Johnny Fairplay from Survivor. You remember him? He was on Survivor when he was like, my grandma died, and he grandma really didn't die. He just needed to play that. Was well, it? Is it? Is it Johnny Bananas? 
No, Johnny Fairplay and Johnny Bananas. So Johnny Bananas okay. is from the Challenge MTV situation. That's what I thought so. Yeah. yeah. And Johnny Bananas was the one who, when they did the team thing the one year, mm-hmm. and him and his partner, this girl, they made like over half a million dollars or something like that. And at the very last challenge, like whoever was like had the best timing, you know, when it came down to it, they were like, okay, so are you going to take the money for yourself? Or are you going to split the money with your partner? And he was like, I really got to be concerned about my future and everything. So I'm taking the money for myself. And he like left his partner out in the cold, like, like in the very last episode, it's a, it's a crazy play. And so the thing is, is so this guy's like reality. It's why he's a villain. You know what I mean? Like he did that kind of shit all the mm-hmm. time. Johnny Fairplay is a survivor from like, oh my God, I want to say survivor. Does it say it here? Um, he was from Pearl Islands and survivor Micronesia. He was one of the biggest um, villains in TV history when he fabricated a story about his grandmother's passing to gain an advantage. So what he did was, is like when they did like, you know, um, the visit week, you know, on, on Survivor, he mm-hmm. had already orchestrated with one of his best friends to come instead of his grandmother. And when his friend came, he was like, why isn't it grandma? And, he, and his best friend tells him your grandma died. So then everybody on the island felt so bad for him. And he played the rest of the season like his grandma died while she was sitting at home watching the show the whole time. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. So like that's the kind of heartless villain that's on the show. But it's on E! Comes on every Friday. Um, Not to sound rich, but I do have cable. So I am able to just tell my cable just to like find the show for me because I cannot find it on streaming. So I I bet you it's probably like on E's streaming service, but it's not on Hulu right now unless you have Hulu yeah. Live, all that. Um I don't know. I'm just excited for the show. They they put them through like regular like physical challenges and they also have like the play in the house. And so what ends up happening is is that um they essentially play almost like for it's like a big brother kind of a house. So they all live in the same house together. Somebody, you know, they play for like head of household in a sense, you know, whoever's gonna be like the super villain. What's cute though, is, is like the villain layer is in the house. Like there's like a, literally a bookshelf that moves and they go down to the villain layer in the basement of the house, you know, which is like done up beautifully, like this big, you know, space that, you know, Dr. Evil would be or whatever. Um, And so, and then what they do is they put like that person who is the head of house, they get to put three people up for elimination. And then one person can fight their way out of that elimination. And then the two last people are voted on. And so that's kind of like the process of this. So I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a show to watch. It just seems like good, crazy, fun mindless i'm into it house of villains over on e so watch that guys okay and before we like let our people go for the day because this is gonna oh i didn't tell you this is gonna drop like tomorrow um do you have anything that you would like to tell people to please watch a show that you want to save a show that you've been watching an old show a new show something that you you would tell them that i've been sucked in anything i want to talk to you about naked Mm -hmm. attraction Oh, girl, this is, I used to watch this with a VPN. Naked, <laughs> Naked Attraction is, it. it is, it is just, I don't know if it's on Prime. It just came up my feed about a week ago. Or week it's ago. on Max. So if it's you guys who Max. have Max, they dropped six seasons of the UK game yeah. show, Naked Attraction. And it is people who, some people you would love to see naked, but everybody is fascinating Everyone. naked. 
Everyone is um, fascinated. Let me tell you something. As a gay man, and it has been a while, a long while since I've had to see a vagina, seeing mm-hmm. like seven vaginas all at once. And the thing with naked attraction is I was explaining to somebody is they don't go top down where you see the face and then you see the, the torso, the chest or the breasts, mm-hmm. and then you see the naughty bits. You see the naughty bits first and then you see everything later. So in a way, yeah, what it's, they do is they start, they, they start from the feet up. So what yeah. they do guys is that, okay. So it's, it's the dating game. And yeah. so there's one contestant, six people, and they're all inside of basically like closet slash showers. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. each person is on a big sound stage, and you know, and and this the host comes out, and um, and now I can't remember the host fucking name, uh, Anna sorry. Richardson, Anna, Anna Richardson, Richardson, yeah, who just has one of the best jobs in the world, and so she's the only person <laughs> she's the only person who keeps her clothes on for the whole entire time, yes. and um, they come out with male or female and sometimes it's a female female couple sometimes it's a male male couple sometimes you know so that's the thing too is is that we're so progressive out there in the uk that we're going to show all the bits we're going to talk about them as well and um so all these people come out and they're on different closets here's a red closet here's a yellow closet here's a blue one blah 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 and then they reveal the bottom half so it's like feet to waist and then we Mm -hmm. see waist to neck and then, and the people make their decisions based on like the looks. I mean, like, did you see the one where the guy had one leg? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Like they do that. You guys like, so like, she's like, well, I don't think he's very tall. Well, it's like his one leg is tall. Um, but like, <laughs> like but the guy um, in the wheelchair. Oh, see, I didn't see that one. I have like, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've watched. It's like, can you scoot up a little bit? We just, we, we, you're in a wheelchair. We, we really, can you kind of shake your body up a little bit? Mm, Poor guy in a wheelchair just, has to raise his hips. And that's the thing is, is like, so I find myself as quite a fanny man. So I would like them to all turn around. Oh, yeah. And so they like turn around and they wiggle their butts or whatever. Like, And you secretly applaud. Oh, it's just crazy. And then they, they, they eliminate people based on their physical attributes. It's naked attraction. So like, what are you turned on to? What are you not? The best is like this one woman. She's like older and it's like, you know, she's. I want to say she's in her like in her like late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. And she's never been married. And she, she's seen these guys and like they they show all their dongs. And she was like, oh, I can take that one. It's pretty big. I, I can take that. You know, and you're like, OK, girl, get it. Okay, like, girl. OK, <laughs> like here's it's here's just funny thing. Uh huh. The first season, the penis size, pretty small. It seems as if you get progressively into the seasons. Penis oh, size get gets a little bigger. larger. It's bizarre to see, but and it gets more uncut too. It's like they got all the circumcised, you know, uncircumcised penises. The first, it's England, so most most uncircumcised. But you got all those in the first season. Then it's like as the season progresses, there's more, you know, there's more cut lilies, and you know, it, it's it's interesting that we perceive things differently as we watch the show. And I think it has to fact that we become desensitized, and we actually really start to notice. Mm-hmm. Not that you know, I don't know. I, well, it's just, it's all thing. Cause like sometimes they're just, there's too much shaving and even, and they'll even point it out. Oh, you know what? I like a bit of hair on my man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're like, oh, okay. Um, My, my accent work today is terrible. You guys, I'm like, it's okay. Sorry. But the, um, there's like even, okay, so what ends up happening guys is that like when they're down to like the final, like two people or two or three people, they pull the guys out. They finally get to see the people's heads, the guys or the girls, whoever they're, whoever they mm-hmm. are, um, whoever they are trying to date 
And then the person who has been choosing has to go backstage, disrobe and come back out and they're completely naked in front of their naked attraction person. Did you yes. see the one with the girl with the bat signal above her vag? No, I didn't see that one. I didn't oh my there. God. So it's like this whole thing where she's got tattoos everywhere, right? Yeah. And so, and you can see as like they're showing the guys is the ones with tattoos are more her speed. You know what I mean? So like she's kind of cutting the ones who are a little bit more straight laced. And then she comes out and she's got a bat signal above her badge. And the guys, and they're like, what's the first thing you notice about Sandra or whatever her name is? And the guy's like, well, I noticed her bat signal. And she was like, the bat cave. The bat cave. The bat cave. And I was like, what are we watching? It's like one of those shows that I watch when Anthony's getting ready to go to bed. And like, I'm in like transition from like, you know, shows that I watch with Anthony to shows that I watch by myself, like a house of usher. Uh, he doesn't watch that, you know? So yeah. like neg naked attraction is one of those ones that now I put on, like just to watch like a random episode. And it's just like, it's half horror show, half fascinating. All people, they're not, like, not a good or bad know, thing. They, they do. No, no, it's not just pure. It's just not pure. Like eye candy. It gives some interesting insight into it's real. Gender. It's our bodies, myself, ourselves. It is. It is. <laughs> and you learn a lot of a little more about labia than you really want to. It's like, oh, some are tucked in, some are out, some are exposed. You know, some are large, some are small, some are big cookies, some are small cookies. Well, that's so, the thing too know, is the, these guys can't be like fully hard, so they really can't show off what they're doing too with their lives. Oh, sometimes at the end with the with the hot chick, there's been some harder cocks walking off that stage. Yeah, they get a little uh, bit more yeah, excited. Get a little more excited. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, get excited, get excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he likes a bat cave. Um... So here's the deal. <laughs> no, I was doing some background research on it. They those contestants were naked behind those cubicles for up to twelve hours. But that and sucks. if they had to use the restroom anytime during that period, which God forbid, I cannot be naked and use the restroom and come back because that's just weird. Like I, you know, being fully showered every mm -hmm. five minutes if you're naked is like you know, top top priority. But it's like they have to be escorted off stage, they have to be escorted backstage because they did not want the clothes picker, date picker to choose to see the, the naked contestant before they're fully exposed naked naked contestant for 12 it's just, hours. The thing I don't understand is like how they're like, Charles is a truck driver from Lori. And like, you're like, okay, he like works by himself. And then they're like, Nan is a shopkeeper from Nantucket. And you're like, yeah, Nan, everybody has seen has your seen cookie. Your coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Nan, you like, oh, she's out there. So it's like, there's a certain amount or there is an amount. It's just, it's what it is of exhibitionism that these people really are pulling. <laughs> like, cause it's just like, Nan is a shopkeeper from Nantucket. She serves chocolates to children. And then you're like, <laughs> there's Nan's tits and they're on her knees but like it's just it's a whole thing it's fascinating guys naked attraction you can find it on max or if you're an if you're a prime person who has the max on top of it you can find it there um and there's new seasons still coming out it started in 2016 there's six seasons right now available for us americans if you have a vpn you probably can watch more um oh goodness my recommendation right now I, we were going to talk about this but we'll, we'll just hit it real quickly Real Housewives of New York was so bad. Like, it's not it's not good. It's not where we want it to be. It's not what I wanted in my life. Um, I miss our old girls. Absolutely. Jess was the best one out of the crew and everything. So, mm -hmm. but 
Um, so mm, I don't know. It's not what I'm going to tell you guys to watch. Let's look real quickly. What have I? What else? Have I, I think I Beverly Hills. I think Beverly Hills has promise. Beverly Hills think- has a little bit of promise, but here's the thing: Beverly Hills Housewives is going to be going up against Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Potomac. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're putting, and then they're also going to be on the same night as Miami. It's going to really show how much nothing happened in the Beverly Hills universe. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just it's a whole thing. I don't know if I talked about this um recently and so i'm going to tell you guys right now um there is a show called who is aaron carter it is on netflix it's a limited series it is seven episodes long it is not a horror um (laughs) but it's basically aaron's picturesque life takes a turn for the unexpected when she single-handedly subdues armed robbers in a supermarket stick-up stunning her daughter so you find so this woman, her name is Aaron. And so, and they don't really, I think it takes place in Spain, but it's all in English. You know what I mean? Like there is some Spanish speaking, you know, kind of like narcos. But um, I don't understand exactly where it was supposed to be, you know, where it was supposed to be marketed towards. But it's a really, really good, really, really good series. It kind of reminds me a little bit of remember the long kiss goodnight with Gina Davis? Do you remember that? Yes. yes. That, that's this series. You might really love this actually um and this might be a series for you um it's called who is aaron carter and so it's limited series it just came out a few months ago um uh even ahmad is like the lean per- lead person from this i believe mm-hmm. and so it's seven episodes it's really quick it's action it's born identity it's you know what i mean it's uh aaron brockovich it's a little bit of all these different things it's long kiss good night because like you know who is she really versus what she's portraying to be in the middle of the suburbs you know that kind of thing long kiss good night is probably the best way to for me to like sum this up except for with like brown people and um, Chantil is adorable who plays jordy does he have a big role oh jordy i love jordy um He's, he is he is definitely something you can't okay so i will tell you this though they are not precious at all with any of the characters anybody can die at any moment during the show okay. so it's like it really is like a true like you know born identity born supremacy kind of a thing you know what i mean like that it's in that side that sense um so that's it so um questions of the week do you have any questions this week your person your place and your thing <sighs> crushes my person you guys my person you guys like i said before is rahul holy he is so fucking fine i have a thing for brown men i really do it's just like a thing even though i've ended up with like a white italian man but still um (laughs) yeah but like there's just something Mm. about like like dark Dark features, dark hair, dark skin. Mm, give it to me. Um, anyways, but that's my person this week. Do you have a person? You know, honestly, looking looking at uh, Chantiel, definitely, definitely doing it for me. Very sweet eyes, broad face, great hair, luscious hair. Yeah, he is in the show that that you were uh, Daniel was talking well, about. Who is? Yeah, who is Aaron? Who Carter? is Aaron he Carter? Played. He plays Jordy. Yes, just he's just simply cute. His name isn't Jordy. It's Jordy. 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 He wants to take us. Um, Ooh, wonderful. He's straight. What, 
yeah he's a british he's a actor who knows um so that's your person your place do you have a place right now yeah i'm, I'm going to vegas i'm thinking it's me vegas in a couple of weeks i think that's going to be the place that's always vegas in some way it's I'm like either go. disneyland or vegas go new year's eve we're going you guys going new year's going, eve yeah we're just going new year's eve we're getting out of town are you doing anything like special or are you guys just going there i was trying to get tickets for christina Aguilera, mm. but she's That'd very expensive but bruno Probably. mars is going to be there be, uh black eyed peas are going to be there Usher's so, right now was, hitting it right now. Like Doja Cat was just at the concert. So like and he's yeah. about to do the he's he's about to do the um Super Bowl next year. So I have a feeling like like Usher's just kind of out there and about there. Um yeah. Oh that's that's fun. Except for and that and like the Formula One races will be over, so like the, the strip yeah, will be exactly. back up again. Yeah. So. It'll be it'll be just a New Year's Eve in Vegas, and that's always a fun New Year's Eve. Get tickets now for the sphere and go see that 45 minute long show. We're we're I'm doing that. I, I'm thing. gonna do that. Okay. Here's what I heard too is that it's not worth it. So like tickets can range from forty nine dollars to two hundred and fifty dollars. And people are saying that it's not worth two hundred and fifty dollars for tickets for oh, that no. show specifically. So like get a cheaper ticket, go see it, yeah. go go have fun with it. But that like that yeah, sphere thing. The eighty nine ticket is like right in the middle of the thing. That's exactly where you want to be. You don't want to be too low because you'll miss out a lot because the sphere, the dome is literally above your head and behind you. So if you ever do a sphere, you want to do kind of like mid-range and above. Mid-range is $49. It's a good price. So, you know, that's the- I've heard that. I've also heard that if you have vertigo, you have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, just close your eyes for a couple minutes. And, you know, it's like- it's well, like I heard walking of... up to the seats of the problem. is like with you have uh, vertigo. It's like walking up to the seats. So you really, really need some help. You have to like take your time. And so, and I also heard that like, there's nothing in the concession area that's less than $15. Yeah, yeah so, it's expensive. Um, I haven't been to Vegas in a while though. And I've been kind of feeling like I want to go. But go. New Year's Eve is hard for us. Um, I know. Yeah, we'll you see. Kind of keep it open. Yeah. I would say Disneyland's my favorite place. And I just made plans to take, like, we're going to, we're taking our company outing there this year, but um, it's not going to be that. I actually had a really nice time in our mall on Saturday. Um, like I was telling you guys, like, I finally like took like a day off where I just kind of like did nothing and sat and like, just kind of had a moment. Um, I think we all need that mentally here and there. And um Saturday, I end up going and getting my nails did at the salon at the mall with my girl Hannah and Hong, who did my hands. And I'm like, really, I'm gonna have to request this girl again for my hands because I'm really loving. I'm loving. Yeah, like, nice there's job. no, no freaking issues, no cuticle issues, no shape issues. This is my new girl. Anyways, um, but after, so I would say like. I would say Pottery Barn would be my place this week as my crush. But like, so, cause what I did was, is I like, I left from the salon and I was just kind of like dressed, you know, like very um, stealth wealth. You know what I mean? Like I just had like yeah. shorts and like a, you know, like my clean, my, okay. I bought, that's going to be my, my thing of the week is fresh clean teas. But anyways, um, I bought like one of these new t-shirts, you know what I mean? So I was just kind of like very, you know, Diane. So Low key suburban dad. Is that it? very much you know what i mean and yeah. so except for with like glittery nails and um i ended up going shopping at the mall like not shopping but just kind of like just like walked around because i was at the mall so i was like okay i'm gonna go to zara which has some cute stuff right now the 90s are back you guys 90s are back crazy back Big um 
everything is boxy. It's like 1994 well, too. It's look not, at the way that Paris was dressed yesterday. She was so grudged out. Oh, it's it's not even that too. It's just like it's the, the silhouettes. We're back to boot cut. Boot cut is back, mm-hmm. you guys. Um, yes. and so are carpenter jeans. Carpenter jeans yes. seem everywhere. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. So it's like That's it's all back. Jeans. The the creeper shoes, like every like nineties is back. It's 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 Nickelodeon Roundhouse. It's we're we're back in that area. But um, so I went to like Zara, and then I went to C's, and I bought myself like a couple pieces of chocolate because we're very into the dark chocolate marzipan. Hello, get a pound mm. of it. Um, but then she had me try the dark chocolate coconut cream which was fantastic. So I got a couple pieces of that. So I walked around the mall eating C's dark chocolates. (laughs) And I went to like Nordstrom and to like, and Pottery Barn right now, they just, they started bringing in their holiday stuff. And there is a deer shaped pillow for like $90 that I've been thinking about. And I'm going to buy a pillow for $90. I've never done that in my life, but I feel like I need this. So it looks so cute. You have to put it. It looks so cute on the one of the sofas in the living room. You have to do it. Or even have you, even the have you seen the pillow from Pottery Barn that is uh, shaped like a deer? No, a doe, oh, a deer, a doe, my God. Um, I'm gonna put it in because I need to see if it has a name. But it is the cutest fucking. It's a Lux faux fur dog with antlers. So it's not even a deer. It's like a little dog. I crave it. I need it. I have to go get it. And I've been thinking about it. So it's $89 and 50 cents. Um, you didn't understand. Yeah. Oh, so this oh, is... oh, oh, oh. Did you see it? Yes. Yeah. You just Googled it. Yes. You? Yes. It okay. looks a little bit like Lucy. It reminds me of Lucy a little bit. And so I think okay. I need to get it. I think no, it's emotional. Looks like, it looks like my, my dog. It looks a lot like Bond. Mm-hmm. So Yes, it yeah. does. So cute. It does look like Bond. Okay. Add to cart. Yeah. So I Done. think I need to get that Purchased. at some point. Um, But anyways, so that was like my my place this week was just like being at Pottery Barn and just like shopping and with like my sparkly nails and all the women there being like, oh, can we wait on you? And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just looking around. Thank you so much. Um, Anyways, <laughs> so that was my place. What is your thing that you're crushing on this weekend? You know, my Peloton's come back in my life. It's Has been it really? in the corner. Oh, my God. You guys need a Peloton. It, yeah, please. When I stay there, please get a Peloton. No, it just it's just such an easy, fun, quick exercise. Even though it's really popular during the pandemic, it beats going to the gym. You get an intense workout. You're in, you're out. You're off, you're on. You know, no issue. And it just, it makes it so much easier to, you know, there's no excuse when it's 15 feet from you. So, yeah. That's the thing. I see. Here's the thing. I think I'm gonna indulge in. This is probably gonna be my like my my beginning of the year thing. Is I think I do want to get like a trainer, and like, but I want somebody who like comes to my house and like let's just like work out. I have a backyard. I have all this stuff. You know what I mean? And I can get whatever Mm -hmm. other tools that are needed. But like, because I feel like that's when I would like really do it. And like, but here's with Peloton. You have that. You have trainers online. They they're there with you you work it's through that different there. though for me i just know oh, it is. i know you you and did really so, well here too so well the thing is is but it just killed my back like orange theory like hurt me like and the, and the thing is is like it just um i don't have a great back i don't have a great skeleton anymore and my dad is like proof of it that like it like 
hereditary is going to come fuck me in years like so Mm -hmm. you know he's got five surgeries under his belt and now he's getting like fucking shots but like um so that like is a fear but i like really i've never been like smaller or sample size ish you know what i mean that kind of a thing and so i feel like if i'm gonna do it i should just do it at this point and so and it's a little bit of privilege that i can be like okay i think i'm gonna do this we're gonna like do a backyard situation not to pay somebody that way but i feel like that might be like that'll be like the next step next year maybe that'll be like what i indulge myself in and then it's just like you know buy less weed and get a really great trainer or something you know so that might be a thing but that's your thing it's your peloton which i love um my thing this week i could have said that freaking chocolate because it was fucking good (laughs) so um but my thing this week is probably going to be you know, like having brunch was like my favorite thing this week. It was so cute. And so really? like, we, haven't, we haven't done brunch in like a while. And like, and so we went to Inside cute. Out. And so thank you, Paris, for like the, the hookup. Um, yeah. Actually, she didn't hook me up, you guys. Go through the website like everybody else should. Okay. She doesn't hook people up. Don't even think about it. Don't listen. Don't don't text her. She won't hook you up. Okay. Um, but <laughs> like, but inside out, it's so cute. Like the whole atmosphere that they're doing right now with the urban oasis and all that. And they're about to change over to holiday pretty soon. Um, influencers abound and everything, but yes. I had a fantastic bloody Mary soup. Like good. it was spicy to the, to the point that I needed it. My croissant sandwich was fluffy and light the way that it I like light. it. Um, it was just like the perfect amount of like brunch food. And then I was able to like, and I wasn't like fucked up or anything. I had like one drink. So everybody slow down, but yeah. I ended up going to like Ralph's and like spent another $200. And like, <laughs> like I don't know how I do that so quickly. Um, like grocery shopping is like a pain in the hell. But the thing is, is, but like, I got like a Christmas candy and I got sodas and I got dog stuff and all that kind of thing. So it was a very productive, you know, chill, but expensive Sunday. Um, but that was yeah, it. Like, you know what I mean? But that, that was, was like, good. but no, the Pankford brunch was like a delight. And the thing is, is like, you know, that's like, you guys are like my friends and like, it was like, you guys have watched the dogs. So it's, that's a whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you guys save us money when you guys can like watch the dogs for us. So. That was okay. like a thing. And plus, I was like, can you guys please come to brunch with me? So I made you guys come out of the house. Um, yeah, we did. We had to leave. Yeah. Before okay. 10. So. <laughs> okay, guys. Here's where we are right now. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Bald and Bingeable. It has been such a delight to talk with Ian today. Ian, where would people find you if they wanted to look for you on Twitter oh, or Instagram or what the social media is? Ian underscore San Diego. Or is that what I am? never remember. I'm IB next door on Twitter. I know that. There you go. You guys. Yeah, go with Twitter. IB next door. We'll drop these inside of the show notes. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. Tell a friend about us. Also, when you guys see my posts on Instagram, doesn't matter what it is, fucking engage, okay? It's free content. I'm doing lots of free stuff here for you. And I don't mean to be this person, but I need to be this person. I actually just got shadow banned and I'm not even sure like what post exactly did it. But I am right now, like I'm having like zero engagement on anything. So I need you guys to engage and help me like, you know, bring this back out there. And so it's a free extracurricular. So get into it. Okay. Oh, it's uh, Ian underscore San Diego.
there you are ian underscore yeah. san diego on instagram you guys look for that look for me we're gonna have some fun um thanks so much happy Halloween. not shut up happy night bye guys <laughs> good night from the lower level good night from the lower level